This is the Oanda Podcast. Welcome to the Oanda Market Insights Podcast, speaking to Oanda senior market analysts from around the world with all the latest business and market news. And today it is Jeff Halley in Singapore. Good morning from London, Jeff. And good afternoon from Asia. Wonderful to be here as ever. Now, we saw some big stock market falls yesterday in London, which closed nearly 2.5% down. The Dow Jones losses weren't quite as steep. What's happened in Asian markets today? Yeah, it's much the same. We saw Asian markets fall yesterday in sympathy with Wall Street on Monday. And uh, that's been much the case today. We've seen some quite frisky moves. We saw Taiwan at one stage today fall nearly 8%. Uh, It's since recovered to minus 5% on the day. Uh, Part of the reason for that is that uh, COVID-19 has arrived in Taiwan again after uh, nearly a year of having no no community cases. The speculation is that uh, the government will tighten movement restrictions. Now, Taiwan is the largest producer of semiconductors in the world, and it's the semiconductor companies that have been hammered today. Now, any interruption because of COVID-19 by Taiwan semiconductor manufacturers would be felt around the world because, as we know, the world is actually already struggling with uh, a semiconductor shortage. We're seeing car manufacturers shuttering plants uh, and even companies such as Apple are struggling to get hold of these uh, microchips. Uh, This would be yet another knife in the back of the global logistics chain, which is clearly under pressure. So it has the potential to reverberate in other parts of the world. But Japan is down 1.7%, the same as uh, South Korea, uh, and and Australia is down uh, 1% as well. But generally across Asia, we're seeing markets uh, lower. Uh, These inflation fears that were talked about so much in Wall Street last night uh, have definitely spilled over into Asia. And given that inflation hasn't been around for about 30 years, it's certainly a sea change for financial markets to, to get their heads around. And is it the rising commodity prices that are acting as a sort of canary in the coal mine for inflation? I mean, with those huge infrastructure and stimulus packages in the US, a big contributing factor and um, around the world? Well, it's hard to say that it's any one thing, but I believe that the rise in commodity prices, and, and we can see hard commodities, base metals, even uh, even uh, foodstuffs, uh, you know, soya beans, wheat, etc., all rising. I, I think part of it's this pent up demand because the mar- the world has been in lockdown for for a year, and as parts of it emerge. Uh, with their vaccination campaigns. There's a lot of pent-up demand around, but part of it is also, I think, the strain on logistics because COVID-19 has severely disrupted global logistics, which work on a just-in-time basis, basically. And when things don't arrive just in time, bad stuff starts happening further down the production lines, plus getting the stuff to market, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, We saw uh, China PPI, uh, Producer Price Index, rise 6.8% yesterday, and the factory gate expectations were also much higher. Uh, It'll be very interesting to see whether Chinese manufacturers can absorb uh, these uh, production costs and keep prices uh, steady. Um, But the jury's out on this one, but there's signals everywhere. Uh, There was a small business survey came out in the States last night 
small businesses across America are struggling to fill jobs and uh, employment cost expectations are rising. So there's a number of signals here that are saying that uh, inflation is uh, on its on its way back. And I'm really quite surprised that bond markets haven't reacted, but certainly stock markets this week are ahead of the US CPI tonight. And of course, the big worry is that inflation will lead to higher rates. But central banks are playing down the chances of a rise in rates at the moment. What is your gut instinct? My gut instinct is that we're going to see yield curves steepen. So by this, I mean that central banks will keep pumping money into the economies uh, via quantitative easing, etc., and keep rates at the short end at 0%, which is part of the reason why we've had such a huge rally in asset prices over the last year, very much the same as post the global financial crisis. Uh, but I believe that uh, rates in the sort of the 10 to 30 year tenors, these bond market rates, they're going to rise. So uh, that's what I mean by the yield curve steepening. It will go from the bottom left to the top right, but at a steeper steeper angle, shall we call it, a steeper gradient is the, is the buzzword. And so I, I believe that we've probably seen the low in uh, global mortgage rates, for example, because they're set off longer term bond rates. Um, so um, I, I, that that is what I believe. But I mean, as far as the fear factor goes, there's good inflation and bad inflation. At the moment, the inflation we're seeing is indicative of a recovering global economy. It's not this Britain 1970s sort of wage price spiral, sticky inflation that hollows out economies. We haven't seen any sign of that yet. Talking of the 1970s, if you cast your mind back, if you can, that far. Uh, I remember it. <laughs> Me too. The Middle East was at the centre often of problems because of the oil prices and instability. And we've got the situation which is worsening in Israel at the moment. Is that or could that make markets even nervier than they are at the moment? I think it's very sad that this is happening. It's sad that it's happening in Jerusalem and it's sad it's happening at the end of Ramadan. Uh, but I, I believe that it won't have a material impact on oil prices uh, because, uh, well, I mean, relations have been semi-normalised between Israel and a number of key Middle Eastern countries anyway, but it, it's not likely to result or spill over into uh, the Middle Eastern producers suddenly holding back oil to parts of the market in retaliation or or anything like that. We're not into a oil price shock scenario, the same as we saw in the 1970s. The world's quite different because the world's supplies of oil, of course, are much, much more diversified now anyway. So although um, it is troubling what is going on there, um, it shouldn't materially impact oil markets. Okay, so what should we look out for for the rest of the day? You mentioned uh, off air just now some US figures to me. Yeah, look, uh, the whole markets are now focusing, the whole world's focusing on these U US uh, consumer price index uh, uh, figures tonight. Now, it should show quite a substantial bounce, uh, over 3% on year on year. I, I think the year on year figures are not really the ones to be looking at because they relate to the very low base we saw in March and April last year um, as COVID-19 shut the world down. Much more interesting is the month on month. Uh, we're expecting it only to rise by 02 to 0.3% tonight, the month on month for April. But if we get a print somewhere around your 0.5%, uh, um, I, I believe that's going to give us another spike higher in inflation nerves again. In that scenario with uh, you know, ex, uh, equity markets looking uh, pretty wobbly and uh, US uh, bond yields uh, 
firming up overnight, we could see another spike higher in yields, and that will probably be negative for equity. So that's the uh, big risk tonight. Following on for that, we have a US 10-year bond auction tonight and uh, a 30-year one tomorrow night, and the bid-to-cover ratio will be watched very closely. And if that's very weak, we're going to see more of the same again vis-a-vis equity markets. We're probably going to see a stronger dollar. We're probably going to see US yields, and by default, therefore, yields around the world move a bit higher. And so overall, that would be a negative for equities. Of course, if uh, inflation comes in on the low end tonight, that those fears may die down. But it's interesting that the US non-farm payrolls had a huge miss on Friday, but that's been ignored very, very quickly. Uh, We've very, very quickly rotated back around to inflation nerves again. And I think that is the general direction of travel for the markets at the moment, if you strip out all the day-to-day noise. Okay, Jeff Halley in Singapore. Thanks very much for joining us this morning. Always a pleasure. Thank you. The Oanda Podcast.